Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to episode 65 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall. I am, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And, of course, welcome to the first official episode of 2022. That's right. Uh, we, we now, as, as a as a podcast brand, a, a, a broadcasting brand, we now span seven calendar years that's obviously not a full seven years we we were at like five and a half but because we started in 16 17 18 19 20 21 22 it's a lot of uh, a lot of years doing this stuff uh, but of course nothing really changes i'm just kidding lots of things change but nothing changes in our format we always kick things off with our social plugs in this fine new year, you have multiple ways you can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, four episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do that in multiple locations, like I said. Uh, one of those would be facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's right, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. That's our official Facebook page. Go on there, follow, like, whatever it is you do on Facebook these days with, with uh, pages and groups. Uh, and of course, our YouTube channel, head on over to youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. Uh, youtube.com slash go tell it to the wall. I think pretty much if you Google Go Tell It to the Wall, all this stuff's going to come up. But I, we have these fancy custom URLs, so I like to throw them out there. Uh, and, of course, you can follow, or follow, yes, follow. That's the word. so many different terms on, on social platforms. Follow my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N, at SoCalSean. You're going to get some Go Tell It to the Wall content on there, uh, some concert content, some just cute kid photos. Uh, but either way, if you're an Instagram user, go ahead and follow me on Instagram. Uh, and of course, if you can't remember those things, just remember this one thing, uh, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com, our official website for everything and anything that is Go Tell It to the Wall and Sean O'Rourke Live. Uh, bookmark that one. You're also going to find links to those platforms I just mentioned. In addition to that, you're going to find stuff you can't find anywhere else, as well as our Patreon uh, campaign, which is up there. So if you have the means to do so, please help us out. You're going to find a link right there on SeanO'RourkeLive.com. We do lots of great things for our patrons, and we are going to be coming up on the the huge, huge, we'll see how <laughs> how the COVID climate is, but the huge bicentibration uh, that, that we're due for after our official 200th episode back there in December. Uh, and also our merch. You can link directly to our merch website right there on SeanOrourkeLive.com. Get yourself some t-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, wine glass. There's, there's a wine glass on there. I don't think it's, it's like a wine tumbler, but it's a stem, you know? for enjoying your wine. You, doing your common sense drinking, get yourself a wine tumbler uh, right there on the merch website. All very important. Please help us out if you can. <laughs> and, you know, I was, I was saying uh, holiday gifts. Now Valentine's Day. For for your that special someone, go, go get them uh, some Go Tell It to the Wall merch. All right. As I said, this is the first episode of 2022. It is good to be back uh, from break, although it seems we have shifted, and we're going to obviously talk about that uh, when we get to COVID updates, and we were kind of getting into this Omicron already, but it's almost gotten worse over this holiday break. So it is good to be ga back. Good to be Gap. I'm uh, just creating uh, Gap commercials. Uh, it's good to be back, but of course the the frustration that is Omicron and COVID uh, still exists. So I'm, I feel like I'm back to square one, but we'll get into that when when we get into COVID updates. Before we get to that, 
we're going to talk about some digital trends. That's right. Things happening across the digital platforms, the social platforms, things I find interesting or annoying. We're going to talk about them. First one up would be uh, hashtag 10-year challenge. Everyone's doing this. Unless you live under a rock or have no social platforms whatsoever, not connected to any of them, uh, you, you've probably seen this. And I do appreciate it. Uh, however, my, my old, my like 12-year-old anarchist Sean uh, often has trouble getting behind trends. And once a certain amount of people have done things, I cannot bring myself to do it. I just can't. I've never done the 10-year challenge. Uh, I don't know that I ever will. And I, But I will say, if I was to do the 10-year challenge, people that have known me less than 10 years uh, would see a drastic difference. Um, just an FYI, 10 years ago, I was not bearded. I wasn't. Uh, and maybe we'll do one next year, because 10 years ago, right now, I was a little bit overweight and got back into the triathlon thing and lost a lot of weight at the end of uh, uh, going through 2012. Uh, so maybe maybe I will do one next year, but it'll still be shocking with uh, with the no bearded face. Pe- people often see pictures of me without a beard, and they're like, "I do, wouldn't even recognize you," because I've had this thing for nine years, like just under no eight years, almost nine years. So it it would be a drastic difference. I w- I will point out there's a meme going around about FBI updating their facial recognition software. I don't know how much truth there is to that. Also. I like have my face up. What, what, what are you gonna do? You gonna you gonna come get me for ordering too much pizza? I don't think that's gonna be the case. Uh, so if you are scared about those things, maybe don't do it. But of course, everyone's hopping on the bandwagon of the ten-year challenge. I've seen some drastically different ones, uh, and especially pe- it's it's always interesting. The one thing I will, the other thing I will say about this is, uh, sometimes I see the ten-year challenge, and I didn't realize how young someone was. Like, I just, you know, I meet people and I'm like, oh, and it's not to say people look older. It's just in my circle, everyone tends to be at least in their 30s and older. Uh, but then, especially in the punk scene, I come across people that I don't realize they're like 23. <laughs> and so they post a 10-year challenge and it's like a 13-year-old. I'm like, oh, all right. So you were literally a child 10 years ago. Uh, I, unfortunately, was not, <laughs> but didn't have the beard. All right, moving along here. Hashtag egg peel challenge. Finally, we, you know, I always joke about the challenges. We get these ridiculous challenges out there, and I didn't even want to talk about, I, I, I'm not talking bad about the robots, because I know that there was that Alexa thing with the little girl, and it told her to, to put a coin in a, uh, outlet. So, robot overlords, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm talking about this other challenge here, and that's the hashtag egg peel challenge. Finally, a harmless challenge. I know I get on these challenges for being either dumb or, or dangerous, uh, this one, I, I mean, you could construe it as dumb, but if you haven't heard about this one, people are actually, and of course it's TikTok. Everything happens on TikTok now. I, I, we, we don't use TikTok in my house, not going to be using it. I can catch the clips as they're posted on other social platforms, uh, the really important ones. And I, So I haven't really seen much clips uh, along these lines. But what it is, for those of you not familiar, it's actually people, uh, and it's not, it's not peeling a hard-boiled egg, which, I'll be honest, in itself, not the easiest thing. I mean, I get great satisfaction out of a nice, clean peel of a hard-boiled egg. And to get tangented for a second, if you do have trouble boiling your eggs, pick up an Instant Pot. Even if you use it for nothing else but boiling eggs, that is the way to go. Shells come off so clean. Either way, this is not about peeling hard-boiled eggs. This is about peeling 
raw eggs. Because apparently what you can do is if you're meticulous enough with it, uh, you can peel it like down to the membrane and it's a eggless egg because it's just held by like the membrane that's inside the egg. And apparently, this part did make sense to me. Apparently, like surgeons and doctors and stuff, they do this to practice, uh, you know, their dexterity and, and and make sure that they they're well prepared for surgery. I guess because you know you're getting into fine details and stuff with certain surgeries. Uh, but people are jumping on this trend and they're doing it. And apparently, people are loving watching it. So if you're into that kind of thing, go jump on TikTok. Look at people spending, and it takes hours. Apparently, <laughs> watch people meticulously. Uh, de-shell a raw egg, um, I'll say I would never have the patience to do that. I don't know that I'd even have the patience to watch it. And I'm somebody who will get very meticulous on details. My mental illness actually causes quite a bit of that. Still not going to sit there and peel a raw egg. Uh, but that is the current challenge that's floating around on the social platforms, uh, if, you have, if you're not familiar with that one. So go watch people peel eggs. The other thing that's all over the social platforms right now, and this could go in entertainment as well, is Wordle. Wordle. W-O-R-D-L-E. There's no way you haven't heard of this one either. You're probably playing it. I feel like I'm the only person on the face of the earth not playing it. In fact, my wife plays it as well. Um, it's it's just and it's and everyone has to share it. That's what's funny. You see. I saw these things popping up on Twitter and I was like, what what is this? What is this wordle something slash something? I was like, okay, I guess that's a thing we're doing. All good. Do your thing. Uh, but again, this goes back to I'm not going to do the thing that everybody's doing because it's just not, you know, I'll wait until it's obscure and <laughs> start playing it. Uh, no, I probably won't play it. I never jump on these games. I play like one mobile game and I've played it for, oh my God, eight years or something. <laughs> I'm very invested in Clash of Clans. That's really my only game. Uh, but apparently everybody's playing this Wordle game. Uh, so get on it if, if you're not already playing it because everybody is. I'm even seeing like... Uh, you know, famous people tweeting about it. They're like, look at my Wordle score. Okay, everybody's playing Wordle. So uh, that is a trend floating around the social platforms right now. Uh, this other one really hit home for me. And the funny thing is, my wife was working in the studio the other day. She went back to work uh, after the holiday break this week. So she took over my studio once again. I had a nice two weeks of, of my own studio back and, and had to relinquish that once again. Uh, but I, I, I walked in and she's looking at something with Elmo. I was like, what are you, what are you doing? And she's like, well, have you seen this? And and I hadn't seen the trend, but I was fully aware of it, having uh, have, being very well-versed in the Sesame Street world. And apparently people are, are sharing on socials the feud between Elmo and Rocco, uh, who is, and now, and see, I just said I'm, I'm very well-versed in Sesame Street. Uh, it's not Abby. Uh, Zoe. Zoe's pet rock is Rocco. And they're having a blast pointing out the feud that he's having with Rocco. Part One of the bits is, uh, you know, Elmo can't get a cookie uh, because uh, Zoe wants to wants to give the cookie to Rocco. And if you're not familiar with these clips, you haven't seen it yet, it, most of it revolves around Elmo saying, it's a rock, but it's a rock. Rocks can't eat cookies. <laughs> Rocks can't swim. That was also one. I always bust up laughing at these. It goes a little bit over my kid's head. I think she's starting to catch up to that age where it's like, yeah, that's funny. He's freaking out because it's a rock. Um, so that is working its way around the social platforms right now. I will. This is what I always, it, it's, it's, uh, it's always funny to see older things trending because Elmo's had this feud with Rocco for, for years. I think the first Rocco bit is like 1999. I don't know that I've seen that one. 
but I have seen a bunch of the other ones because not only and it's still currently happening. I think if you look at more recent episodes, you're gonna find a feud. I, I think that was like the swimming one where she wanted Rocco to swim, and almost like a, he's a rock. <laughs> he's a rock. Uh, so highly recommend checking the one out. If you don't have kids, maybe you're not familiar with this at all. But I, it's it's always one of my favorite segments. Is uh, is is Elmo getting a little fired up because he doesn't want to share with a rock because it's a rock, <laughs> and everyone's just loving this. Um, and I laugh every time. So check it out. That's trending on the socials right now. It's popping like articles and stuff are popping up there. Uh, the the Elmo Twitter account even tweeted something the other day. There's a lot of fun with that one. Uh, and here's another one, an old thing that's that's trending on the socials. I love this one because it's getting people really upset, uh, specifically conservatives. And I, I really enjoy when really either side of the aisle gets overly upset about things, but especially when conservatives get upset about things, and especially when conservatives get upset about obvious things. Uh, this one in particular would be Willie Nelson. Apparently clips have surfaced of Willie Nelson from 2018. Yes, we are in the year 2022, barely, but we're in the year 2022. These clips are from 2018, uh, where Willie Nelson is showing his support for Beto O'Rourke in his Senate campaign uh, from 2018 down there in Texas. Conservatives lost their minds because this clip surfaced. Here's the thing. To me, it's ridiculous. Like, have you met Willie Nelson? Do you know who Willie Nelson is? Because... I actually don't know him personally or that well, but what I do know about him is that he would not be a conservative. So the fact that he would be supporting Beto is not shocking at all. However, uh, conservatives are losing their mind. And again, this clip is close to four years old. It happened sometime in 2018, four years ago. And it's going to be even better because I'm sure he's going to go down there and show his support uh, for Beto in his, in his uh, campaign for governor down there in Texas, which is happening right now. Um, but I always enjoy that. Lose your minds. But really, what did you expect? It's, <laughs> you know? And that's the other thing, too. They say, oh, country singer. Well, it must be conservative. Not all of them. Trust me, there are conservative punks out there, too. You wouldn't think that'd be possible, but it's possible. And Willie Nelson, you know, talking about one of the biggest potheads on the face of the earth. So where do you think his politics are going to lie? All right, this is the last one in digital trends. We're going to move along here. Hashtag Deltacron. This is going to this is, this is what we call a nice segue into our next uh, next section here. Uh, Deltacron. Hashtag Deltacron. If you haven't heard about this one, apparently, uh, this is what we're doing. It, yes, it, it's one variant after another, and you can put it together. We had the Delta variant. We had the Omicron variant. Now we're looking at the possibility of a Deltacron variant. Yes, it's it's both of them combining. Uh, <laughs> like. I feel like just variant after variant, variant after variant. And then when this one came out, all I could think of uh, was like Captain Planet when they all pull out their rings. And now the variants are like, combined, we are stronger, or whatever they're doing. And that's, yep, Delta Cron. Omicron and Delta got together and said, yeah, well, you're we're going to take you down this way. Uh, so the never-ending saga of COVID, uh, which it really, fe- I mean, we're coming up on two years of this shit already. It feels unending. It it really does. And now, not only do we have new variants, but we have variants getting together to to try and kill us all. So so look forward to that, and just do your best to stay safe. And of course, that's going to move us into COVID updates. Cancellations and postponements galore. Uh, We had some, really, before the holiday episode uh, that we did back in December, of course. Uh, But it just got worse over the past few weeks. In fact, uh, hockey games... 
uh, were getting canceled and postponed like crazy. We had a couple football game, NFL football game postponements. We actually lost uh, bowl games. If you're not familiar with college football, the bowl season is like a huge part of college football. It happens like leading up to Christmas uh, and then and then kind of the week after Christmas leading into New Year's. That, that's huge for college football. You know, Whether you watch it or not, you're probably aware of this. Literally lost bowl games because teams could not field a, a full team to go and play. And then shifting around. It was absolutely amazing just, just what they were doing to try to scramble and get games to actually happen. Uh, one of those games would be the Holiday Bowl down in San Diego, which I'm quite familiar with. I've been there, uh, watched Texas play there years ago, of course. Uh, but that is a, it's a big bowl game. You know, it's not a big bowl game nationally, but for the people of San Diego, that is like the their bowl game. Nothing, nothing. They completely changed the baseball field in order to have this bowl game. Didn't have it because it had to be canceled. It's it's just it's really crazy. And then concerts. I'm seeing them postponed left and right. I kind of knew it wasn't going to happen, but I, I had planned to go. Uh, on the 30th to go see Left Alone along with Last Gang and a couple of other bands. And sure enough, Left Alone a few days before I had to drop out. They had a positive COVID case within their camp. And I was like, oh, man, well, Last Gang's still playing? And then less than a day later, Last Gang posted, and they're like, nope, we, we, have, a, we're, we have a positive test in our camp. It feels like just about everybody's getting it. I'm going to talk more about that. But not only that, we have now schools moving back to online learning, uh, remote learning, and and I think, um, yeah, I haven't seen a ton of that, but I also haven't looked into it. But I'm sure there's a lot of workplaces that are going to go back to remote learning because of the spread of Omicron. Uh, the Grammy Awards were postponed indefinitely because of the rise in cases with Omicron. We really are, I don't want to say we're back to square one, but it feels like that in many ways. In many ways. And I will say, uh, we at least, I've said this before, and I'm very thankful for Los Angeles, California in general, but Los Angeles... Uh, the Los Angeles Unified School District, originally they were going to let kids go back after a three-week winter break uh, without having a baseline negative test. Fortunately, parents, uh, my wife, myself, but my wife included who wrote the email, uh, made sure that our opinions were voiced that we wanted to have the kids tested before they go back to in-person learning. And sure enough, LAUSD announced uh, shortly after that, that all the kids had to get tested. They put up testing sites at some of the schools around here, and they actually pushed back uh, the first day of school by a day to give everyone a chance to have their kids tested. Um, so I'm very thankful for that. Now, of course, you're seeing nationwide, really worldwide, uh, long lines to get tests. It's it's really amazing. And, uh, you know, I can sit here and I can throw F-bombs around about that, that, that dumbass down there in Florida and letting tests expire. Uh, and, and not doing anything for his state. But really, it's happening worldwide. Even here in California, long lines uh, for testing, uh, which is another reason I'm thankful, um, is because with our insurance company, they just send them. To, I've got a couple tests sitting in my uh, medicine cabinet right now because they just send them to you. So we have them if we need to take a test at home. Uh, it's not going to be as accurate as this is like the rapid test versus the PCR test, of course, uh, but it's still good to have that peace of mind. So make sure you check with your insurance company if you're having trouble getting a test. And also on top of that, just be smart. Don't put yourself in a situation where you have to get a test. Now, if you have to, like, travel or you want to be safe because you're going to see family, whatever it is, yeah, obviously. But don't go out there and, and be around people and not wear a mask uh, so that you then have to go get an unnecessarily get a test. I mean, that's just common sense. Uh, so, so keep that in mind. It's, it's not worth having to go stand in those long lines. Uh, and I will tell you, another way it really feels full circle, um, and for those of you not familiar with, with the NBA, uh, there's an NBA player for the Utah Jazz, uh, Rudy Gobert. He actually just tested positive uh, for COVID 
Uh, and not only did he test positive, but this is his second time uh, being positive for COVID. And the reason it's interesting and the reason it feels full circle is he was the first one in the NBA back in March of 2020 uh, to actually test positive to the point where they they shut down the NBA. If you remember, we had a few a couple months of just no sports because of the original rise in COVID cases when everything kind of hit the fan uh, back in March of 2020. Uh, so, but again, vaccinated. And, and now dealing with his second case of COVID. Uh, and of course, we know masks. And I said before uh, on the holiday episode, they are recommending KN95 masks, but we know that masks are helpful. There's proof of that. Uh, and of course, we have other areas of the country, really the world, but in our country where we are extremely selfish, where they just don't do the mask thing. And one of those places would be down there in Florida. I want to share a personal story with you. Uh, my, my wife was talking to her grandmother uh, the other day. We... we we communicate with her through uh, the Facebook portal because you can. She has it just sitting uh, on a side table there. She's 98, so you know it's easier than. And we can call her too, but then she can see. Uh, you can. She can see us. We can see her. She can see the, my kid. You know, uh, her great granddaughter. But as we're talking to her, she, you know, she says, "Oh, you know, I went to church yesterday. This was about a week ago or whatever. She went to like Saturday night mass for those of you familiar with, you know, mass Catholic mass. Uh, she went to Saturday night mass, and so my wife said, "Oh, well, did you wear a mask?" <laughs> my grandmother looks at her and says, oh, no, no, nobody wears masks down here. And this is like, a, as this Omicron is surging and they're saying, make sure you mask. Everybody's getting positive tests. And she, that, but that is the world that we live in right now. That's the problem. It's not the only problem. I know plenty of people that have been masked and everything else. And yeah, there's still a chance you can catch it. But why are we not wearing masks? And you hear that too much. We just, oh, well, we, we don't wear masks down. Like, what? What do you mean? These are important things. It's not that hard to do. Just wear a damn mask. It's not hard. I'm going to have to bust out the zombie teeth shirt again because I I didn't, I remember, you know, like a year ago, over a year, whenever, I don't know, uh, Paul's going to remind me when I picked up that shirt or I can go back and look at the episode. And I was like, well, this shirt will be irrelevant. So, nope. <laughs> bust that shirt back out and wear a damn mask, you idiots. That uses uh, more colorful wording on the shirt, but you can go back and look at the video feeds, and I think there's photos posted of that one as well. Just be smart. And the other thing that's not smart is we're hearing about these COVID cruise ships now, people stuck on cruise ships uh, because they're quarantined with COVID. I'm pretty sure I've said this a couple times. This is probably not the time to get on a cruise ship. i got to be honest, I don't love cruise ships to begin with. Uh, let alone when we're dealing with a global pandemic and you can end up stuck on a, a cruise ship for weeks at a time. And, you know, of course, if you want to go perusing the socials, people are posting photos of what they're dealing with stuck on a cruise ship. It's not the fun you would think it is. It's, yeah, it's fun for a few days, but then you start to run out of food and booze and stuff and, you know, and you're all stuck in your rooms. That's not a lot of fun. would recommend not getting on a cruise ship right now. just doesn't seem like the right choice at this moment in time. But, again, there's people out there who don't believe in masks or vaccines or anything else. Just get vaccinated, get your booster, and, you know, don't come out with the stuff of like, oh, no, it's it's ending and everything else. And like, no, no, people are getting it multiple times. Do everything you can to be safe. It's not that difficult. It's just not. And there's the other one, Flu-Rona or something. They had a case of a young girl having uh, the flu plus covid and they're calling it something like flu-rona or something. So get your flu shots, too. All right, mental health. 
segue us into mental health. You know, of course, this is going to have a lot to do with COVID and especially the, the weight of the Omicron surge. It really does feel desolate. It feels like we are back to uh, two years ago, almost two years ago. And in some ways it feels worse. You know, we there is a certain comfort to the fact that we have vaccines, uh, but we're watching hospital numbers go up. We're watching positive case numbers go up. We're seeing things get postponed. Uh, this really hasn't happened in a while. And even with the Delta variant, and uh, I think we had another variant in there that didn't go quite as crazy as Omicron did. So just the weight of that, it, it, it really feels, it, it feels desolate. And it feels like everybody's getting it now. I know so many people that have, have dealt with it. Uh, people I know personally, and then like bands and, and artists and everything else. And you just, it's just left and right. Positive case, positive case, positive. I open up my Facebook and it's like, well, I have COVID. Well, I have COVID. Well, I have COVID. Uh, now, knock on wood, I've been lucky to 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 avoid it so far. Uh, my daughter just had her test two days ago, negative, so so we're staying safe. Um, but, you know, who knows? And we're talking about people that have done everything they can for almost two years. Like, a lot of the people I know that have had a positive test recently didn't have any issues for almost two years. Did everything right, vaccinated, boosted. I know people that are boosted that, that had a breakthrough case, personally. So just... All that weight on your shoulders can make it feel hopeless. And there's a point that we've hit where there's nothing else you can do. I sit here and yell at a wall about it, but I'm not going to... Somebody that's not vaccinated at this point, I'm not going to convince them to get vaccinated. Nobody is. Nobody. And that hopelessness just comes in. So if you're feeling that way, know that it's pretty normal, whether you have a mental health issue or a mental illness or not. This is what we're all dealing with, and just it's amplified when you deal with these kind of thoughts and these issues outside of a global pandemic. It's really maddening. And in fact, I lost an acquaintance this past week. Uh, not the first person I know that I have that has passed away from COVID. Um, but that adds extra weight to the hopelessness because, you know, we still had breakthrough cases, but hospital num and now again, we're watching these hospital numbers go up. Um, it's really unfortunate. That, that people almost two years later are still losing their lives over this. Um, it's been almost two years of people dying from COVID. And again, you're not, you're not going to convince any, anyone otherwise, you know, there's, Oh, well, no, that people, not that many people are dying. It's like, come on. There's just, there's no arguing with a wall anymore. I know I argue with a wall every week, but you can't do that with people. And it's maddening. It takes a toll on your mental health. It really does. So I bring this up because all you can do is everything you can to do. Avoid the anger at the situation. Because getting angry is not going to fix it. Now, it's okay It's okay to get angry now and then, but don't let that overtake you to the point where it really affects your mental health. This is something that's been challenging for me. Has been for almost two years, but recently has just ramped up yet again. Because we're seeing this. I talked to my, my wife's 98-year-old grandmother who goes to church without a mask because nobody's wearing masks down there. Maddening. You, I just want to bang my head against the wall. But that anger can be a slippery slope. So just remember that. Working yourself into a state of depression or anxiety isn't going to change what other people are doing. So try to focus on moving past this and the fact that Eventually, whether it's years from now or not, we are eventually going to be past it. And remind yourself that you cannot control everyone. 
All you can do is control your own situation, your family, as much of your family situation as you can. You know, extended family is kind of another thing, but you know, I, we, my wife and I can control what happens in this house. That's what you have to focus on. Because I get it. I, I keep going to a bad place for the, really, ever since COVID started. But the past few weeks is just, yep. You open up anything, numbers rising. You know, wasted tests, long line to get tested, all these other things. And here I am. I got to send my five-year-old back to school next week. We'll see how that goes. It's absolutely astounding. All right, let's talk about some positive news here. Difficult to find some positive news right now in the world, but of course there's always positive news out there. And this one's actually from a week or two ago, uh, but I wanted to bring this up and give a little good on you. There's a nurse in New York, Jennifer Smith. Uh, she has a recovering patient in, in, like, you know, it's not a nursing home, but it's, a, uh, you know, a care home or whatever who's recovering from pneumonia and, and a couple other things. Uh, his dog was actually uh, brought to the pound because there was no one around to take care of his dog because he suddenly was put into this situation. Uh, now, he got to know Nurse Smith real well uh, and and actually asked her, could you help me find my dog? He's at, he's at one of the shelters around here. She took the time outside of her work schedule uh, to go track down this dog for the, for the guy. And not only did she track down the dog, she adopted the dog from the shelter that had picked him up, and she brings the dog into work with her every day that she goes there uh, and takes the dog in to visit the guy who, who stuck there and, and thought he had lost his dog. And, of course, that is having a huge positive impact on his recovery. Um, and not, not only that, but I just want to take a moment. We have someone who's going above and beyond here, uh, really, which would be great in any, any professional industry, but we're talking about a healthcare worker. Think about healthcare workers and essential essential workers overall, but especially healthcare workers, what they've gone through for the past almost two years. They're at the front lines of this. Not only are they at the front lines dealing with this, but they've had to deal with anti-vaxxers and protesters and everything else spitting in their faces, telling them they're lying and all these other things, all where they're just trying to save people's lives. So good on you, Jennifer Smith. Not only good on you for, for taking care of people, but going above and beyond and saving this guy's dog. Because we all know how important pets are. I have the ashes of my cat that sits right here on the table. Same cat that used to hang out in the studio when I recorded. That's, And I look at it every time I'm recording. Sitting right there in a box. So I can only imagine the, the positive impact that would have on, on somebody who's recovering from, from anything, really. So, so we need more of that in the world. Especially right now. Jeez, especially right now. All right. Let's talk some parenting. Uh, for those of you watching on video, uh, my, my mug is not straight whiskey today, although I came close. It's been a, <laughs> it's been a long couple of weeks. Very enjoyable, uh, but there's been, you know, between COVID and everything else and a couple of things I'm going to get into here with parenting. It's just been nuts. Uh, but again, the stress of the COVID numbers. From a parenting standpoint, it's really stressful. Like I said, I've got to send my kid back to school next week, you know, fully masked and, and tested and everything else. And, and thankfully, uh, my child is of the age where she can be vaccinated. Uh, but remember, kids under five, any parents of kids under five out there, 
They're dealing with the unknown any time their kid leaves the house, really. They don't have that added layer of protection of a vaccination. And we're seeing this in, in certain cities around the country and probably around the world, but I definitely know within the U.S. in certain cities, we are seeing an increase of hospitalizations among children uh, for COVID, especially four and under. It's, it's hitting them hard right now. And that's a scary thing as a parent because you just don't know. Like I said, I'm so thankful mine is vaxxed, but I really feel for all of the parents out there. And that's also where the anger as a parent can come in a little bit. Because you turn on the news and you see all these anti-vaxxers and everything else and people who refuse to get vaccinated and people who still think it's a hoax and all this other stuff. And you're sitting there like, I just don't want my child to get sick, be in a hospital and possibly pass away. That's maddening as a parent. It really is. I mean, I have enough trouble and I'm at the point where my kid is vaccinated. I have plenty of friends with younger kids. And in fact, we had... Uh, we had friends that were supposed to be here for Christmas, two, two sets of friends, uh, and they both have uh, kids that are under five. One of them's only a year and a couple months. You know, the other one's four, but not eligible for a vaccine. And because of the surge, and we are very safe here, they just stayed home, completely stayed home. They didn't want to risk it, despite the fact that they know even know us real well. So imagine you're going into a situation where you don't know anybody. You don't even know people are vaccinated. That's That's extremely stressful for a parent. So I feel for you out there. If you are a parent dealing with this situation, if you're not a parent dealing with this situation, do not be giving parents a hard time over this. It's not worth it. We're seeing the numbers rise. We're seeing hospitalizations rise for children. And even if we weren't seeing that, it's the same thing I've said from the very beginning. Say, oh, you know, less than 1% of kids are getting sick from it. It's like, yeah, I don't want my kid to be that less than 1%. It's not worth the risk at all so as parents let's let's do everything we can if you're not a parent respect people with kids that's isn't it's an important thing to to keep in mind and uh and the challenge with kids of these variants because uh, you know i don't know about any other parents out there but it's been a, a challenging thing for my child um because it seems to get better and then we have a new variant and it gets worse you know so there's these conversations with with my child she's five you know, we'll say, okay, well, no, it is getting a little better. And then suddenly a variant comes and she'll hear us talking about her. We'll talk to her. And she's like, what do you mean? There's a new virus? And it's like, nope, it's the same virus. It's just mutating because people aren't getting vaccinated to kill this virus, the original virus. So it's got to be, it's got to be maddening for kids too, because they can't comprehend what's going on. I mean, they can, that there's a virus, but they can't comprehend that we just keep getting variant after variant after variant after variant. It's nonstop. So keep that in mind. If you have kids, they they it, it's hard for them to grasp that. And have respect for the damn kids, even if you don't have kids, and get your shots. Wear a mask. Because it's extra stressful for anyone that has kids out there. Vaccinated or unvaccinated. All right, we're going to move along from that, staying on parenting for a minute. And I just want to talk and... and possibly give a warning to some of you out there uh so so for christmas and i couldn't even curse santa for this one because I, I still curse santa a little bit uh from last christmas where santa brought brought my daughter li literally and it might be more but literally a dozen barbie dolls it was a a set of disney barbie dolls i think there might have even been more but it was at least a dozen barbie dolls 
That's not to mention the other Barbies that she was given to for Christmas by other family and stuff. My 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 life is is Barbies. Sometimes I come out and I'm like, how the hell are there 25 Barbies on the floor right now? So, but unfortunately this year uh, I was unable to curse Santa's name on this, because my wife and I decided to to get my daughter a trampoline, not one of those little indoor trampolines, not one of the huge huge ones, seven foot trampoline, you know, with the netting and everything, and decided we wanted to challenge ourselves, so we got one that had a swing included. Now, thank God. And part of this is because it rained like crazy through Christmas here in Southern California. Like, it's been, it's been, it probably hasn't been since an El Nino year that I saw that much rain over like a five to seven day period. I'll be honest. Here in Southern California, I've been to Florida where it's just, it's like that every day. And I I get it. But here it's, that's not normal. So, you know, the grass was wet. I needed to set this thing up. Couldn't get it up for Christmas. You know, it's like, okay. All right. So finally we, we get some time. Grass is dry enough. My wife and I decided to build this thing yesterday. This is, this is also how I know my, my marriage is strong, because uh, we survived it. <laughs> we also survived a five-year-old trying to jump on the trampoline. And you know the old adage, like the old thing, oh, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Imagine a five-year-old running around the yard while you're painstakingly trying to build a big trampoline and saying, is it a trampoline yet? Is it a trampoline yet? And I hit a point where I was like, it's going to be a trampoline when it looks like a trampoline. And then it's still not going to be a trampoline. we got to finish up all the other stuff. Then you can get on it. Highly, highly, highly recommend if you ever get one of these trampolines for your kids. Uh, just hire a professional. It was hours. Hours. And frustration in this, the same way that, you know, you get a piece of furniture from Ikea or something. Or you got to build a Barbie dream house for your kid. And you're just like, holy crap, that's a lot of pieces. This is going to take me a couple hours. And it takes... You know, there's that normal frustration, but I was hit a point where literally screws were not screwing into a certain thing. My wife Googles a little bit and people are like, oh yeah, it's, it's all good. You just got to drill a hole in metal. So I'm in my yard with a drill, drilling into metal. Fortunately, especially because I've, I've literally had surgery on my eye from metal flying in there. So I'm, I'm doing it for a few minutes and I said, let me put on some safety goggles. Uh, but now, of course, we did get to a point where the trampoline's built. She's incredibly happy. But man, I'm going to rethink <laughs> Christmas gifts moving forward. Because I'm very happy she has it. I'm just not real happy that I uh, that I had to spend basically the whole day <laughs> building the damn thing. And literally, like, it's dark and we're finishing up here in Los Angeles. And then at the same time, I'm also pulling down the last of the lights off of the roof of my house. I'm just like, oh, God, this is how I'm spending my Saturday. Which is not abnormal. I do this a lot. But I also had planned to do a little bit of show prep and get a haircut. None of that happened. <laughs> so, enough of that. Uh, just prepare yourself if you pick up a trampoline. I know some of you, even ones I know personally, that have probably built these trampolines. Yes, send me the text messages. Tell me how horrible I am at building a trampoline. It shouldn't have taken that long. Well, you know what? I am not a builder. No. I prefer to... You know, I don't say, I, I mean, I don't mind building things, but fortunately, and this is, this is how you have to find your better half. My, my wife actually likes building Ikea things. So we get, you know, or, or similar, like if we get a piece of furniture that's got to be built, I'm like, okay, cool. yeah, oh, go ahead. If, please don't let me get in your way. All right, let's move on to a little bit of common sense here. I don't want to talk a lot about this, but I do feel the need to to recognize it, uh, we are. It's it's January 9th, 
2022. Uh, so we're a year and a few days past uh, January 6, 2021, which was the, uh, I don't even want to say for lack of a better word, the terrorist attack on the, the Capitol there in Washington, D.C. You all know about it. Uh, I am fairly certain I set the record for F-bombs in the episode immediately following uh, January 6th of last year. Um, and it seems like, and the reason I bring it up is, yes, I recognize that. We talked about it. I Don't even get me started on a certain side of the aisle that was like, we're going to have a musical performance. And what? How about you just go to work and, and, and handle this? Um, but it's, it's also the frustration. I will say I'm so tired of hearing like, oh, Congress has subpoenaed, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know what? Just bug me about it when something actually happens instead of just lip service, because that's all that's happening here, and I'm sure we're going to get through the end of this, and nothing's going to happen. I mean, I know people are going to jail, but as far as the larger investigation of everything, nothing's going to happen. And that's just... The funny thing is, I... You get numb to it, and I'm numb to it. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Subpoena, great. Why is this breaking news? I don't care, because nothing's going to happen. And I'm sure that's just having lived in... The United States my entire life is I've been beaten down to that point where I'm like, that's nice. What are you going to do? Nothing. Nothing's going to happen. I will say I would love for something to happen to this this particular person. MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene, that whack job. She's, I, could, I could probably just do Common Sense Sundays revolving completely around the stupid shit that she does on a weekly basis. Uh, but this this one, this is one of the better ones. She came out recently and said that, and I'm paraphrasing here, uh, she said that we need a, as a country, we need a, a divorce, finger quotes, divorce from Democrats. And her whole plan is that if, if, uh, if Democrats leave a, quote, blue state for a red state, um, they should have a cooling off period where they are, are unable to vote, at least for a while, once they move to a new state. Um, she's dead serious about this. It's like think about that for a sec. Disenfranchise people uh, for moving on the basis that they are wrong for voting a certain way. Dead serious about this. I got us, and that's the thing is, we have people on a certain side that are not even hiding the fact that they are trying to prevent people from voting. Why do you want to prevent people from voting? Because you think that's the only way you can win elections. That's what's happening here. And on top of that, I just want to shake her. And there's that old Geico commercial with old ladies, and they're like, and she's like, "That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works." <laughs> it's like that's not how this works, MTG. You can't just take away people's right to vote for no reason because you disagree with them. That's astounding. That's the political scape in this country that we deal with. I don't like either side. I got to be honest, but one side is clearly. Much crazier than the other. Just shitbag crazy. And not all not all of one side. But whenever you see stories like this, it's from one side of the aisle. Dead serious she is. Taking away people's right to vote because they disagree with her. We have people... These are the people making decisions for our country. And then... People supporting them, cheering this on. That's the thing. I, f I fall into to a, a more progressive political realm. 
but I wouldn't say someone shouldn't be able to vote because I disagree with them. That would, that's not something that would ever, ever, ever occur to me. But we let these people make decisions for the country. That's, that's the country we live in. Common sense. All right, CES happened this week. I th- ah, I might be just finishing up. I don't know. I don't pay attention to the dates for CES. I used to do a little more when we talked uh, about a regular tech segment. But I just don't care about tech enough. To <laughs> but from a common sense standpoint, I will say, the, the thing I saw most coming out of CES out there in Vegas, uh, this is an electronics trade show, computer and electronics show, something, CES. Um but, and, you know, cool stuff comes out of there. New TVs and whatever. And, you know, if you're interested in that kind of thing. Stuff I saw the most clips of uh, were robots. We, and we actually had a, a basketball playing robot. I believe it was in China. Dribbling a basketball down the court. Uh, but I saw a few, like, dogs and all these autonomous robots out there at CES. And from a common sense standpoint, I just I, I feel like collectively, as not even a country, as a world... We all need to sit down and watch at least the two first Terminator movies. Because I just keep thinking, have, 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 have we not seen these movies? Like, I, I, I watched them a long, long time ago. Not a good idea. That's why I said I'm not going to talk bad about the robot overlords. I will say, I always joke, like, I, I will bow down before the robot overlords. I got to be honest, I'm, I'm hoping we got enough time for me just to be gone before the robots take over. I don't. I don't want robots walking around the street. I know, I know, and that's the thing is, more people need to see Terminator, and less people need to watch the Jetsons. I think is what we're at. Not all robots are going to be like Rosie on the Jetsons here. Let's just use some common sense. We don't need to, to do, to build this intricate of of robotics, free thinking robots. And don't even get me started on. There's a whole. I, I, that scared, it was like a horror article. I didn't even read it, but about robots a, being able to reproduce themselves. Build a, like literally Terminator. Literally. Let's let's do better. Calm down. Nobody needs a robot dog. You don't need one. Or maybe you do, but get one of those little funky ones. Not like one that's running around and can probably kill you if it decided it wanted to kill you. I know real dogs can kill you too, but like, you know. We don't need to create things that can kill us easily. All right, this is my favorite common sense uh, topic of the week. And you may have heard about this one because uh, it, was, it was actually, it's been around the news and people have been joking about it. But then it, it reached a new level over the past couple of days. There's a reality star uh, who was selling her farts in a jar. If you haven't heard about this, she was, and she was making like $20,000 or had made like $200,000 sending her farts in a jar to people. I'm not going to fault her for this. You know what? Make your money, girl. I, that's fine. I don't see the market there, but that's that's fine. That's fine. But then we go, we went to learn over the past week, uh, she actually ended up in the hospital because she was eating nothing but beans and eggs in order to keep up with the demand for her farts in a jar. So because of this, she had to stop selling the farts in a jar. Now, of course, this is this is America. So we pivot when something doesn't work, right? Sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's not. So now what she's done, instead of actually selling physical jars, she is selling NFTs of her farts in a jar. Yes, NFTs. I st- and I'm 
I don't plan to understand them more. I looked at the cost. It costs something. Ethereum. Ether not only does NFTs not make sense, but now we're making up money to go with the NFTs. I just stop with it. <laughs> no one wants to buy my farts in a jar. Or, you know, I can't sell physical farts in a jar. I'm going to sell NFTs of farts in a jar. And this always with the NFTs. Like, NFT fans want to be taken seriously. However, their biggest enemy is, is, is the right click. We have people, NFT owners and creators, being foiled by the, the right click and save image. That's what's happening. <laughs> I always crack up with the damn apes. All my apes are gone. If you're not, go look that one up if you're not familiar. So it's hard to take them seriously there. Uh, but now we reach another level of that where we are selling NFTs of farts and jars. How can you possibly take NFTs seriously when this is what they are? If you want to own it, fine. I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you not to, but you have to see the ridiculousness and the common sense behind this whole NFT thing. And don't even get me started on cryptocurrency. All of that behind it. How can you be taken seriously? It's very difficult for me to comprehend. And I don't do it, but I know lots of people out there that just, they take joy out of a, <laughs> save image. <laughs> I got your NFT. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, all right. Entertainment news. As we're nearing the end of uh, episode 65 here. It's funny too. After the holiday breaks, I, I'm always like, what? What episode am I on? And now because we're shifting back and forth between the original Go Tell to the Wall and Common Sense Sundays, I can't even like look in my, my, uh, my notes here and be like, oh, that was the last one because the last one was a Go Tell to the Wall episode. And then and I switched to a new notebook in <laughs> December. So I'm like, oh, now I got a episode 65. I'm still still holiday brain. I've got my holiday weight and my holiday brain. I got through fairly unscathed, but I definitely did put on a couple pounds uh, of holiday weight there. Uh, I blame my wife and her delicious uh, shortbread cookies as well as Portillo's and their delicious Italian beef sandwiches that I always eat on Christmas Eve. Uh, but... Without getting too tangented, let's move into some entertainment news. Uh, as always, as I always try to do on all the Common Sense Sundays and most of the Go Tell It to the Walls, I want to talk about a band I'm currently listening to. Uh, this episode's listening to is the Toasters, a uh, band out of New York City, New York City Ska. Uh, they are second wave Ska. In fact, if you're not familiar with the Toasters, they have been around for 40 years. 40 years. Since 1981, they've been around. Uh, now, of course, their band has had uh, many members... Uh, that have left and new members that have come in. Their one mainstay is, is their lead singer, Robert, uh, who I've mentioned before, one of the nicest guys you will ever meet, hooked my kid up uh, as, as well as um, Tom's daughter uh, with, with a button just because he enjoyed seeing kids at a ska show. Uh, highly, highly recommend the Toasters. In fact, for those of you not watching the video, I am wearing my Toasters shirt today. Uh, they have... I was gonna, they have countless albums. No, you can count them, but they have a lot of albums. When you've been around for 40 years, you end up with a lot of albums... Uh, and if you've never heard of the Toasters, but you are of a certain age and you were into ska in the 90s, like personally, I wasn't listening to the Toasters in the 80s. I caught up with them in the 90s when I really got into uh, to ska and, and third wave ska and then looking back on two-tone and second wave ska and everything else. Uh, but you might be familiar with their song, uh, Don't Let the Bastards Get You Down. It was quite popular in the mid to late, nah, probably mid to late 90s. I want to say like 97 around there. Uh, I Don't quote me on the year, but mid to late 90s, very popular song. Uh, but they definitely have some staying power. Uh, check them out if you can. Like I said, 40 years. You can get them on all the streaming platforms, but as I always say, 
uh, buy some music, support the bands, um, and especially a band that's been been doing their thing for so long. And my favorite thing is Robert. He moved to New York in 1980 or ni- I think 1980, 81. And you would you know you would think people lose certain accents. And my father's the same way. He's lived in California forever. He's still very thick Boston accent. Uh, and and Robert still. Very much an English accent, despite the fact that he has been in the United States for for forty plus years. That <laughs> doesn't go away. Uh, so you you when you start talking to him, you're like New York City, but then it's like, oh yes, no. You moved to New York City, started the band. Forty years later, you still got the British accent. All right, uh, don't look up. No, you can look up, but this is a thing. Don't look up. Apparently, a Netflix movie. Adam McKay. We all we all love a little Adam McKay by the fact that he's uh, feuding with Will Ferrell right now. Came out with this movie. I don't know a lot about it. I believe it's a bit of a parody, and I'm not, I didn't go and look in-depth into it. This is, I think, the third or fourth time I'm saying this. Uh, usually, once something has been watched by everybody, or everybody's on the same thing, I'm like, eh, no, nah, I'm not going to watch that. This is why I was so late to Game of Thrones. I was like, eh, everybody's talking about this game. Eh, I don't know. Okay. And then finally, I was like, all right, fine, I'll watch the game. And then I enjoyed it until it got to the end, and... As most of you are familiar with, it was not great at the end, but it was good for a while. Uh, so don't look up. Apparently, I'm the only one who hasn't seen it. It's all over the place right now. And my favorite is this is much like opening social media right now, and, and you can't avoid seeing somebody that has a positive COVID test. Uh, it's almost hard to avoid seeing somebody post that they just watched Don't Get Up and how... Don't get up. Don't look up uh, on Netflix and how good it is. So So check that one out. I will probably watch it in like a year after uh, the the hype has died down around it, but uh, but it's out there on Netflix. And I was about to say, if you have Netflix, everybody's got Netflix. It's wild. Like, who doesn't have Netflix or doesn't have a way to watch Netflix? I should say. All right, uh, Pixar has a new film coming out, Turning Red. Uh, it's a Disney Pixar film, and this is uh, it's about a a young girl. It's it's very Teen Wolf, I think. Uh, turning into a red panda. This was going to have a theatrical release, but uh, Disney just recently announced that they're going to put it directly on Disney Plus uh, with with no theatrical release. And this is kind of another full circle trend that we're seeing here because uh, it felt like theaters were coming back. Every, just about everybody saw that Spider-Man movie in the theater, and uh, and now because of Omicron, it's kind of shutting back down again, and we're going to see probably more movies just going direct to streaming um, and specifically with Disney Plus, because I know they have done that quite a bit, uh, and I'm sure there's there's a lot of business logic behind putting it there and keeping it out of theaters. Um, so if you're interested, if if you got kids or you don't have kids, you just like Pixar movies. I I, I like some Pixar movies. I don't like that's <laughs> old meme like Pixar movies. Like cars have feelings, toys have feelings, and then you get to Inside Out. And it's like feelings have feelings. You're like Jesus Christ. I just I just want to laugh at an animated movie. Uh, so I'm not a huge Pixar fan because of that, but uh, but I know there's a lot of love for it out there, and, and maybe I'll see that one. I did like certain Pixar films. I'm like, this is great. This is this is just too much emotion for what I'm looking for. But uh, but that one's going to be right there on Disney Plus. Now the show that's out right now just started their fourth. Well, just started. I think a lot of people are way ahead of me. It's difficult for me to watch this one. Uh, but Cobra Kai just came out a few days, eh, less no, like a week ago. Came out on Netflix. You want to talk about uh, <laughs> no drama? <laughs> uh, I will say everyone's heard of Cobra Kai. Uh, this one, I, I I was kind of in from the beginning, despite the fact this is one of those ones where I let it go. I was a, I was a Karate Kid fan uh, in, in the '80s. Uh, in fact, 
I walked out of a screening in, in the theater of Karate Kid 3. There was a karate dojo signing kids up right there. My mother signed me up for karate. I didn't didn't do it that long. I'm not a uh, not a big karate guy, uh, but yeah, I did did a little. I was inspired because of uh, Karate Kid. Uh, so I've been loving Cobra Kai. The thing I will say is it's incredibly cheesy, but it is like the right amount of cheesy. And I think it speaks to people who love those cheesy 80s Karate Kid type movies. Because I'll watch it with my wife and she'll just be shaking her head and I'm cracking up. And in fact, uh, you know, quick spoiler if you haven't seen it. Not a huge deal because even if you haven't started watching it yet, you knew a certain character from Karate Kid 3 was coming back. And that would be Terry Silver. And I just love the scene where you can tell he's going through like emotions and everything. (laughs) It's so cheesy but he pulls his hair back into a ponytail and then just looks at himself in the mirror. And I just started busting up and my wife's just shaking her head like, what the hell are we watching? And I'm just laughing my ass off. Uh, so I think there's a certain audience for Cobra Kai. Seems pretty uh, pretty widely appreciated, but I do understand <laughs> someone's like, what? Why are you watching this? Because uh, there's a lot of great things about it. It's, it's, it's fantastic entertainment and it doesn't make you think too much. That's the thing. I enjoy think pieces, but I also just like to zone out and laugh. Uh, that's kind of me personally. I don't watch a lot. Of, I don't watch horror really in this house. It's just not for me. I understand the appeal of horror. I have lots of friends. In fact, I worked with with people in film school that were. I worked on horror films. It's just not not what I enjoy doing in my free time. Uh, but Cobra Kai, two thumbs up <laughs> for Cobra Kai. Just for for nothing else but the cheesiness that is Cobra Kai. It's fantastic. All right, uh, man. I'm supposed to have a show this coming weekend, a week from today. I've kind of been just waiting uh, for it to be postponed, but In Defense of Ska going to be happening here in Southern California, specifically down in Garden Grove at the Garden Grove Amphitheater, uh, happening a week from today. That's uh, Mustard Plug, Omnigon, Buck09. Uh, someone else is playing it too. And, of course, uh, one of my absolute favorites, Half Past Two. So I plan to be out there unless the world shuts down or numbers get really, really terrible. I will be masked. Uh, if you are going to be out at that concert, I am probably not giving hugs at this particular time, but I will have some stickers for you. Uh, so as long as that doesn't get postponed, I look forward to uh, to seeing that show at Garden Amp. And uh, anyone listening, hopefully we'll see you out there. The good thing is it's an outside show, which I'm kind of like, okay, cool. This is I know we're having a surge right now, but it's outside. I'm a, I got I got to box of KN95s. We've had them for a while. I'm, just, I'm probably just going to wear one of those and stay safe and then maybe come home and get tested. See, that's, that's the other good thing. is I, I have like a, a, a guest house here and if if, uh, if I had to quarantine away from my wife and daughter, it's, I'll be down there. Just <laughs> give me the number for uh, for Domino's Pizza. I'm just going to eat pizza for five days as I recover from this COVID stuff. So hoping to be out there, but who knows at this point? It's just could be canceled, could be not. You don't know. All right, one more thing, and then we're going to wrap up episode 65 of Common Sense Sundays. This one is, of course, as always, very important. Uh, we are in January of 2022, and with the change in month, of course, means a new Basists Against Racists t-shirt. It is now up for pre-order uh, featuring Ian Grushka of Newfound Glory. He is the basis for Newfound Glory. I enjoy a little bit of Newfound Glory. I always tell people, Newfound Glory is like the edge of, of my my punk fandom. I'm not like a huge fan. I'm not clamoring to see them. I do enjoy them, but they are like the edge because 
for those of you kind of familiar with the progression and the scene, uh, it got much more emo and whiny kind of after Newfound Glory. So it's like, okay, now I'm not, I, don't, I can't get whinier than this, but it's good. I enjoy it. I do own some Newfound Glory. They did some good things. Uh, but, of course, regardless, uh, want to support BLM, Black Lives Matter, and, uh, and Basis Against Racists. So that pre-order is up with Ian Grushka. Uh, if you're in the United States, you're going to pre-order that through Chaos Merch. Uh, and, of course, if you're in Europe, you're going to pre-order that through T-Mom Merch, T-M-O-M Merch. Make sure you're following both of them on Instagram. Uh, they got great Instagram accounts, and that's going to keep you updated on all of the new Basis Against Racist shirts. I know for a fact that they, they have months planned, uh, courtesy of, of the great Paul Smith and his his fantastic artwork. And, of course, this we, we are over a year of, uh, of Basis Against Racists, all from the fabulous mind that is Lynn Lee of Bad Cop, Bad Cop. I think she, she kind of, you know, had this idea a, a little bit on a whim, uh, and it's been quite successful. Uh, I see them all the time. I see these shirts. I, it's been a while since I've been at a show, that, a show that was more than like 20 people, and haven't seen a Basis Against Racist shirt. Like Punk in the Park, multiple, just all over the place. Uh, and my friend Adam, I'm pretty sure... Uh, that's the only shirts he wears because I know he literally owns all of them. Uh, that'd be Adam of uh, who's associated with the King Rock podcast uh, over there, which we're going to talk about. They they're finally getting going, so we're going to do a little promoting of, of their stuff uh, in the next couple weeks. Uh, but again, new bases against racists with Ian Grushka. Pick that up. The pre-order. You're going to pre-order it through either Chaos Merch in the U.S. or Team Mom Merch in Europe. Make sure you pick up that shirt. Uh, support bases against racists as well as Black Lives Matter. I think I've mentioned it before, but I think I forget to always mention it. Um, uh, all the profits, no, nobody's making profit off of these T-shirts. All of the profits go to as a donation to Black Lives Matter. So make sure you're supporting them uh, all that you can. All right, that's gonna do it for the first show of 2022. Uh, remember. You can keep up with us for episodes, after episodes, during episodes uh, on multiple locations. One of those would be Facebook.com slash Go Tell It to the Wall. Also, YouTube.com slash Go Tell It to the Wall. My own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N. And, of course, SeanO'RourkeLive.com, which is our official website. And there you will find links to our Patreon as well as our merch site. Get your Valentine's Day gifts ordered. That might Make sure you get them in time. You got some time, but, but you know, just be safe. Who knows? With all these supply chain issues and stuff, it's <laughs> I don't know. You you should have plenty of time to pick up uh, some Valentine's Day gifts uh, through our merch website. So make sure you check that out as well. All right, like I said, that's gonna do it for our first episode of 2022. This has been Common Sense Sundays, episode 65 with Go Tell It to the Wall, hosted by me, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host. Now that I'm remembering, I just said might be at In Defense of Scan a week. We might not have an episode next week, but at worst, we will be back in two weeks, same wall place, same wall time, maybe in a week, depending on postponement of that, which might be inevitable. But until then, wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers, remember, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and especially no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>